Oh man, welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke, that is Dre. Yepers. And we're back with another fire one for you guys this week. Yes, we are. Make sure y'all subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment because y'all loving the content. Now... We got a special guest in the building, my guy. Yes, yes, we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and we've had we've had this guy on our list for for, for a, a while, a while with <laughs> yeah. the H in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, friends of ours have been like, "Yo, but you but you got to get him. You got to get him on." Right. Um, and so, what you know how we say, Tom and Tom and is everything. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I got to do it how I do it. I got to bring him in right. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. Our guest today can be easily described by one word: pioneer. And we can end it there. Bars. But we can't. Because the complexity of this man is deeper than that. His early years with hip-hop molded him into a force that made 12 albums in one year. And 13 maybe? Something like that? His creation of ArizonaBeats.com transformed Arizona hip-hop in the, in the early 2000s while his bars contributed to the foundation of today's culture. From the BP mercenaries to the clink room, the bars and the beats to the softball field. We'll get into that. He is here to tell his story on the only place stories originate. Please welcome Mr. Blaze Rock to the Gray Space. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited. You know, uh, I mean, LP then says something. Mm Mm-hmm. Shogun just said something. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys. Those are my uh, guys. Uh, I, I, I ran into somebody at the grocery store last week. They was like, yo, we, when will you get Blaze Rock on? I was yes, like, sir. I'm get him on. Get him on. <laughs> Crazy. Um, great to have you on, man. Thank you. Um, thank you. you know, as, as we've kind of been conquering uh, kind of the legends of Arizona, um, it, it's, it's definitely an honor, man, because... You contributed so much to um, not not just the Arizona hip hop scene, but to you know to hip hop culture in general. And but the dope thing is that you're so much more than that. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. But I want to I, I want to for for the people who are not familiar, let's let's go back um, way back uh, to the early Blaze Rock. I didn't have any gray hair then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, I, mean, cool. Yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I don't even, and I don't time. think my beard connected either. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yes, sir. Yeah. So talk about talk about your your start and um, kind of how you got into hip hop and kind of your growth throughout the years. Man, so um, it's been a long time, and and I I think I was uh, I, I'm not joking when I said I didn't have gray hair. Not joking when I said I didn't have a you know connected beard. In fact, okay. I don't think I had any, a beard at all. Okay. Um, I actually, I mean, I started off at, at South Mountain High School. Um, there's a couple of cats that, uh, you know, that I was around um, that were doing hip hop. And funny enough, you guys had one of them. Um, um, Yo, Westwood was yeah. on here mm-hmm. yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, he and King David, uh, David Buchanan, um, were people that I went to school with. Okay. And I would see them, and they were rapping. And I think, um, I think, I think one of them was still going as D Double E. Okay. Um, I forget the name of the group now because again, I'm old, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> with every every white whisker went a memory, right? Um, 
But I mean, I, you know, it, it, uh, hip hop is always one of those things that you 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 end up trying to emulate the people around you and the okay. people that you respect. Right. Um, and I just I happen to be lucky enough to be at South Mountain High School when it was just a lot of culture, a lot of hip hop culture going on. Um, and these guys, you know, they really influenced me because I saw them rapping. I saw them writing, talking about going to the studio, you know, and I was secretly just kind of, you know, ear hustling as much as I could to try to figure out, you know, what they were doing and what I could right. do. Um, so I actually went with uh, went and started trying to write and trying to, you know, do a little something on the side. Um, I was a little embarrassed as all. You know, I think everybody who ever starts rapping, your first few everything's, you'd be kind of like, yeah. I don't want to tell nobody. I'm right. keeping a secret, you know. Right, right. Um, and I, I, at one point, I got a little more courage, and um, I started reaching out to a couple of a couple of the homies. Uh, one of them's Justin Harrington, um, cat that I was in class with, um, and I said, I want to start a rap group. I okay. want to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I want to get it. I want to get it in, like be like everybody else. Right. Um, around that time, I think it was the first time I really went to a record store, bought my own music. Um, you know, I was relatively young. I was like 12, probably 13 or 14 okay. years old tops. Um, and you know, I, I, I would hop out, go get me some music. And I was a big tribe called quest fan. Okay. Um, you know, I was a big ice cube fan, which, you know, that's a duality of its own. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to start this group and, and Justin always laughs about, it. I talked to that man to this, to this day, he always laughs. He's like, yeah, you said you want to do a group and you know, you basically went home for the weekend and came back with verses for everybody and everything else. <laughs> um, you know, and from, from there i just kind of you know i kept trying to do it and i was a little shy about it um you know also because it was it was still very new in in our culture you know right. here in arizona especially right. it was we're not we're not like new york or, or anything where you have these you know these certain kind of centralized locations for right. culture everything's kind of spread out um so you know fast forward a few years i know i i you know me and me and some of my boys we were record and i remember the first time i went to a studio um, it's called Burnt Chrome Studios out in, in Maryville. Okay. Um, and we paid way too much money to record some way too terrible tracks. Um, <laughs> and, and, and stuff that was over other people's beats and shit. We didn't know. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. We were just trying to, trying to be into it, trying exactly. to be involved, trying to be engaged. Um, and I think, so I think, you know, a few years later, I think things kind of settled. I was playing baseball. I was going to college and things like that. And so I would come, you know, I would come and get with some of my people and we'd be in the basement, you know, rapping and ro- recording over a tape deck and dubbing you know things like that um two years later though i you know i started saying okay you know i kind of want to i kind of want to do something um so i think where i started really getting more formal with wanting to be an mc and wanting to be involved and engaged you know completely with being an mc was um probably like the early 2000s um i met i was online and you know that was pretty much when the internet was starting to get real hip-hop connected yeah, right for especially sure. for, especially from an underground standpoint right and then you know additionally that's where a lot of artists like esoteric and copyright and um jedi mind tricks and stuff like that. that's when they were starting to bubble and we were bubbling really from the internet you know right. like somebody like here here in phoenix we didn't know these dudes these dudes weren't like up the block they weren't at shows or something like that exactly. so you found a lot of that on the internet and so being on the internet being in hip-hop you know i started looking around and seeing people talking about rapping and making music and things like that um and so i tried to want to I tried to want to learn how to record and how to write. You know, I started trying my hand a little bit at producing, producing and whatnot. Um, I ended up getting with a meeting up with a couple dudes. Um, one of them, um, he decided he wanted to create a group. And he was, you know, he put out a message on a message board, and I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna jump in there. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get with this shit, right? Okay, I'm gonna be a okay. rap dude. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be a rap dude." Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, you know, he he had the he the man made this little forum, 
Uh, it was just a basically a little form that the three of us, me, this other this guy's the guy's name is Praetorian. It was his literal real name for that matter, oh, and wow. that ended up being his his rap name also. Okay. Um, and the other guy was named G Smooth. G Smooth. Um, and so we made a little forum, and we were talking about doing songs and this and that. Um, and so at some point, the the guy Praetorian just basically like vanished. Um, out of nowhere. Okay. And so, uh, so me and G Smooth, we ended up making a little group called Lyrical Technicians. Um, and he ended up, he was from New York. Um, obviously I've been here pretty much my whole life. Um, and so he flew out here, uh, during the summer. Okay. And we went and we recorded like a whole album. You know, he was out here for, I think he was out here like two weeks. He stayed with me. Um, you know, and, and we, uh, we recorded this whole, whole album. And then from there, I really just kept, thinking you know i want to do something or i want you know that competitive nature in me was just kind of like i want to do better i want to do something better i want to do something bigger i want to do something newer um you know having been in a couple of groups like that or whatever then i decided hey i want to you know do something on my own um so when i start when i got in that group though i have to mention just because it's funny to me um it was the first time i'd ever you know I, I, i was trying to be different um my first rap name was iq because I was kind of a nerd in school. Um, So when I, you know, when I mentioned this, this time at South Mountain, I was like 12 and I was a freshman. Um, And so I was really little and, you know, everybody called me a nerd, whatever. Um, So I kept that name IQ for a while. Then when I started getting older, you know, trying to be a badass, trying to be a rapper, so I called myself Billy Badass. Okay. And then I was like, then I was like, yo, this is kind of big pendulum swing, right there. Yeah. And I I mean, not for nothing. Then I was like, yo, this name's kind of trash, because you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge huge Biggie Biggie fan, and he has a few lines in which he talks about Billy Badasses, and I was kind of like, yeah, that's not really what I'm trying to do here. It's not a good look, right? right? Right. So, um, so what I ended up doing, um, right around the time, like I said, with the lyrical technicians, um, project. I ended up basically taking two of my favorite entertainers and I put the name together and that's where Blaze Rock came from. I also looked at it as there's literally no one else ever who has this name or this combination of names. And that was always a big thing for me because, you you know, you have so many artists out there who have the same name or mm-hmm. there's been tons of different instances where you have an artist from here that has the same name as there yeah. or, you know, a good one is Compton's Most Wanted. You know, you have, you know, you have Prodigy and Prodigy and I, I didn't want to be in that position. So, um, I took uh, Method Man has always been one of my favorite MCs. Obviously, one of his nicknames was Johnny Blaze. So I took that. um, And funny enough, I was always a fan of The Rock. So I took that and I threw them together. And my idea was really that, you know, I wanted to be the entertainer that I am. And that would be very unique. And the name would have to be unique enough. It'd be a little weird, but it'd be it it would fit me because it was weird, because it was unique, because it was different. Um so yeah, around that time is where you know I really got into the internet um, hip hop scene. I started working on creating a couple of um, forums. Uh, one was called UrbanAuthentics.net, um, and it was just basically bringing together hip hop artists across the world. Really, okay. um, you know, we'd have battles and, and and song song battles and and, and freestyle battles and everything. Um, and obviously, you know, community is community. So we, you know, I met a lot of people over those years. A lot of artists that have went on to do things or you know do big things or bigger things or smaller things. Um, and so the, around that time is, I guess, where I kind of grew some courage okay. and started doing a little something around here in Fe- you know in Phoenix rather than just always putting stuff on the internet and um, doing that. Um, so I started meeting people. Sorry, I don't. I can't even tell you who I who I met first or anything like that. But um, I started meeting people and, okay. and started really trying to, you know, see what it was like. Um, 
And again, I wanted to be unique. So what one of the things that I did was I, I recorded an album. I kind of taught myself how to record. I kind of taught myself how to, you know, how to mix. And yeah. I, I will admit going back to some of those, you know, 2002, 2004 um, songs, the mixes were terrible. Um, <laughs> the mixes were ass. <laughs> so, I, so I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. But, you know, it was at the time and it was it was still a period of time in which it wasn't easy to get equipment. It wasn't yeah, easy. It wasn't cheap. Right. Hard. Everything yes. wasn't cheap. You know, now you could literally walk into Walmart and get and spend 150 bucks and you yep. got a full fledged studio mm-hmm. practically. Right? right. Back then it was who had the money who had the hookup, who had a homie, whatever. Um, and even if you were willing to spend the money, you were spending thousands. Yeah. Um, that was also a period of time where everybody believed that Pro Tools was the only method of which you could record. Right. And all of those things started stacking up. So I actually started recording first on um, Sony friggin' Vegas. Okay. Um, and SoundForge and both at that time it wasn't even Sony Sony hadn't even purchased it um, so I started learning how to mix and whatever so what I did was I, I, I made an album or an EP I'll call it now um, called Mercy Killer um, and it's a name uh, a nickname that's kind of stayed with me since then and so what I did was I went um, I went to Fry's Electronics I bought a, a, a laser jet uh, not a laser jet a HP design jet one of the inkjet yeah, printers yeah, yeah. I bought the little CD CD print label yeah, label printer yeah. um, I had you know, names, yeah, I had a, yeah, 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 yeah yeah I bought one of them and then I you know I had a I had a raggedy ass compact um, computer and I yeah. and I sat there um, you know for a couple of hours each day and I'd burn hundreds of CDs and put them in little colorful envelopes mm-hmm. I labeled everything I did the design did everything and I'd go to any show that I was um, that I could and I would just hand them out I was just giving them to everybody. And this was well before everybody started giving out shit. At right. that point, that was the point where everybody would accost you in the supermarket parking lot. Like, hey, mm. buy this from me for 12 for $20. Right. And they're like, and you're like, can I hear it? And they're like, ah, I don't right. know, bro. You just right. got to take my word for it. Um, so I would go to these shows and I would just give them out. Uh, you know, I want because, I again, I just wanted people to hear what I was doing. I didn't care if people thought it was whack. I didn't care if people thought it was dope. I just wanted you to know I was there and that, you, you know, that you could hear me. Um, so I ended up meeting up with, you know, a number of what I would call um, legends within, you know, within Arizona hip hop. So, uh, like, for example, a lot of the members of TSOI, yep. you know, Society of Invisibles. Um, back then, also, it was Darkwater Merchants and um, Strider Hyru is one of the guys who actually hit me up. And he's like, yo, you know, I really like the shit you do. Come through, you know, come by, come by here. Let's, you know, let's chit chat, whatever. And from there, of course, I met all kinds of people. You know, I met a lot of the dudes who are now in a- in Aota. Um, you name it. I bet. And I just kept meeting people. And every, you know, and every time I go somewhere, every time I go to these shows, you know, I'd still be just giving stuff out. And people were like, yo, I heard, you know, I heard of you. I heard your music. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Um, I ended up getting uh, getting on a little I don't know, it was a weird TV show type of thing. And then all these different things just kept happening. And so I, like I said, it was really just a matter of taking that and networking. And every time I was at a show, I was just meeting everybody. Um, Around that time, I think is when I really ran into when I met um, Denial the Dangster, who was a guy who that put who who put together Six Hundred Two Streets, okay, um, yep, yep. And, and 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 also um, my and I have to give the shout out because it's the same type of thing. I met Creeps, um, who used to do SouthwestHipHop.com, and also I think he also did ArizonaHipHopUp.com. Yeah. Um, so he did both of those, and then like I said, I met Denial. Denial actually had me on a couple of his songs, and you okay. know, and I spent a good amount of time at his studio. Um, 
and at his at his house and at his studio and just really working with a lot of the elephant size productions folks because they were you know good people that's how i ended up meeting the rascals that's how i ended up meeting sicko deuce it's how i met you know um rest in peace bomb nameless all these different folks that you know that are again you know pioneers within within the the primary arizona scene right um and so it was kind of cool to be able to, to 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 weave my way through there basically by myself, because um, I didn't have anybody. Else. I didn't have like a homie or a manager or some shit like that. Um, and I was learning on the fly. And I was like, you know, I was figuring out how to do certain things and, you know, teaching myself how to record, teaching myself better you know, writing, writing processes. Um, and I think if anything, just kind of forward jumping. That's the one thing I learned um, throughout all that time is. You're always at a point where you're trying to grow and what you're able to do and what you're able to write. And so I can look forward, you know, looking back, there's songs that I was afraid to do then that I do now or I would do now and I wouldn't even care, you know. Um, so I had um, I had spent a little bit of time on 602 Street. 602 Street was a great opportunity, again, to meet a bunch of people in the scene and a bunch of people everywhere. Um, and so for whatever reason, at some point, Denial decided to go away from a forum um, software that he was previously using to where he built one almost in, almost on his own. Um, now that's not a, that's not an easy fucking task. Right. Like, period. Yeah, like, like that's not an easy task. He took a site that basically was a couple thousand users, um, you know, running on a fairly heavily supported application called V Bulletin, and he basically built something comparable, um, but people didn't like it. Um, and I will. I didn't like it either. Um, there are a lot of things that there are a lot of familiarities that we had with the bulletin during that period of time, because everywhere had a forum and almost everywhere had a view bulletin forum. So we all knew how it worked. It had certain features. It had certain plugins, modules, everything that you could do. And you knew it and, and things worked that way. And so once that was gone, there were things that he implemented that just didn't didn't seem to hit with the uh, with the with the audience. Okay. Um, around that same time, it seemed like he had kind of gotten a little frustrated with the fact that people weren't happy with it. Um, and I won't say he just let it die, but I'll say his support for it just kind of disappeared. Okay. Um, and so around that time, I was just like, all right, well, I'm already running this website over here. And I had been running Urban Authentics for probably five years. And I had like acquired a couple of different um, forums and built that into those or, you know, merged those into those. And so at that point, I was like, well there's a void i could create this i could make this i could take this and do this and even if it's you know even if it's something that's comparable and and works at the same time not necessarily competition you know then it at least gets people the way they want yeah well and so um and i'm gonna laugh you'll laugh i originally wanted to do az beats um and and I, I spent a while looking to see if I could get AZ Beats. I wanted azbeats.com. AZ Beats, and it may be that way to, to this day, is actually a Beatles cover band. Really? <laughs> and so when I first had the idea, I waited a few months. I wasn't nearly as, 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 as web savvy or as internet savvy or domain savvy at the time. So I kept watching the, um, the, the domain registration. I knew it was coming up due in like a month or two. So I was like, all right, I'll just wait. And so I waited, I waited, I waited. Um, and they ended up re, uh, you know, they ended up renewing. And so it wasn't an option. I was broke. I was, you know, I was, I didn't have no money. So I wasn't finna be like, Hey, so, um, can I acquire this? Especially for, especially for an idea that, you know, fairly, that I mean, fairly seriously could have just flopped period. Right. Um, so I ended up going with Arizona beats. I spelled it out, you know, and I thought, okay, here's what it is. And so I put it up 
And I basically went to all the same people. Um, you know, I said, hey, this is this is something I just put it up. You know, it's not a competition with 602, but it's just to make sure that people want to fuck with it um, because people don't seem to want to, you know, stick with the other stick with the other site. I know there were some people that had some consternation about the fact that I did that and they felt like it was they felt like it was shady or something like that. But what I did was, you know, I tried to reach out to denial and say, hey, this is what I'm you know, so I'm thinking about, you know, and I'm happy to do something with you or do something different because again it was never it wasn't no hater shit it wasn't right, no I'm right. trying to capitalize on your shit it was like what you did isn't working and you you feel a certain way about it and that's fine you're welcome to that but I figure there's an opportunity to do something different um, and Arizona Beats blew the fuck up yes. um, in a way that I don't think I ever expected yes. um, I will say that as a as a as a web admin, I learned a lot very fast because things happen very, very, very fast. Right. Um, I think it was, you know, lightning in a bottle in the sense that people were looking for that. 602 Streets had been growing. Arizona hip hop was growing. You know, hip hop on the Internet entirely was right. growing. It was very much in the, you know, in the in the incline state rather than it hadn't settled. It hadn't gotten comfortable. Everybody was like, yo, I got to get my music out. Um, and so it, it ended up being great that, you know, it was it was looked at as a place for people to really, you know, create and and, and develop the Arizona community. Yeah. Um, there are so many people that I met um, that have gone on to be incredibly you know, popular, famous, if you want to call it that. Um, Arizona Beats was just it was a crazy thing. It was huge. Um, there were other there were other sites that popped up around the same time that tried to emulate the same thing and they all failed. Um, I'm not usually. Vi- yes, I am. I'm going to say I'm cocky enough to say that they all they all got shit on um, because they all came on with the same idea or the same concept. A lot of them use the same, you know, same forum tools or whatever. But the things that I was doing and the things that I was able to do with a lot of the help and a lot of the people that were interested in that were you know very invested in it. Um, it made it home to a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of Arizona hip hop yeah. artists and to a lot of people outside of Arizona. We had a lot yeah. of times where, you know, we had to kind of remind people like, yo, this is still most of these folks are in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you're talking about. You know, um, I was able to I got a lot of benefits from Arizona Beats and not just financial in that. Yeah. You know, I run the site. So I'm whatever getting ads and things like that. That is whatever but from a benefit standpoint the people that i met the opportunities that i had yeah. were you know were crazy and on top of that so many artists had opportunities developed from their you know their presence there and their opportunities that that were developed on arizona beats yeah. you know even the the little countdown song some of the things that i'm talking about are so like nonchalant now they're no big deal now they're everywhere now right back then it wasn't easy for you to record and upload a song and have people hear it right away back then there wasn't a you know a a distro kid or a cd baby where you could just immediately upload your shit and people hear it at that back then not everybody had oh i got 100 gigs of of storage space um not then everybody didn't have a gmail or some shit that they could access yes you know back then it was pretty much look i have no way to get people to hear this music um and so for for you know one of the things that i implemented was a, a radio player um a countdown player so we'd have people literally put their songs up and they put the songs up and people could go in and listen and vote and people would listen vote and share it and everything else um and so there were tons of people who you'd never heard of i'd never heard of and i got to know them or got to know their music and became a fan right there you know in that space um 
So it was it was a big, big deal at the time that I, I imagine I probably didn't feel it was the same back then, you know. Right. Um, and so that went on for some for some good times. Um, I was able to uh, I, I met Carly Hustle through Arizona yeah. Beats, for that matter. Um, and for what it's worth, even, you know, um, my one of my first plays on the radio was Matlock's. Um, and I met Matt Locks on 602 Streets. He found the song. He played the song. Uh, it's called Get You Popped. He played it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know him at the time. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the I didn't know the hierarchy of folks. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I didn't know, like, hey, you got to get with this dude and this yeah. show and this and that. And I just heard, like, hey, send me. He hit me up. And he said, hey, send me the song. You know, it needs to be clean, obviously. Sending me this joint. I really want to play it. I'm like, all right. You know, I'm hyped. Like, oh, shit, you about to play this shit? I don't even know who this dude is. You know? I don't even here you go, you know. And I had to drive. You know, I drove. I, I used to live in South Phoenix, but I drove up to uh, I drove up to where Power used to be um, on Central and met met Matt Locks there. Gave him the CD and shit. And all of that sounds crazy now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even own a CD player, bro. I don't. Right. My car doesn't have a CD player, right? <laughs> but back yeah. then, I'm up there toting CDs and yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, like uh, just again, fast forwarding a little bit, but met Carly. Um. Had the opportunity to do. Um, a radio show on power called The Pulse. We did that, I think, for, I want to say it was close, a little over a year. Um, right. Myself, my man, J- uh, J-Love, J- Javon Ev- uh, Adams, um, and Yaya Martinez was our uh, producer. Um, yeah, and so it was, it, was, it was just a crazy situation. A lot of things developed. Um, some of the folks that we had at one point that were signed, um, Young Rod was one of them that, you know, again, benefited from Arizona Beats. He was yeah. pretty much, I don't want to say, I hate using the word discovered. I don't want to say it that way. But I want to say that there were people that became aware of him as a result of his presence on Arizona Beats and some of the stuff that he was doing on Arizona Beats. Um, you know, Sync was another one that, you know, was, again, open and people started catching on, people doing that. Um, I, I met. I don't want to stop you, but. Yeah, 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 sure. Why, sure. why, why don't you like the word discovered? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so. There's a couple reasons why I hate the word discover. So it gives people the impression that these things didn't exist before they did. And to me, those artists existed long before anybody found them. Um, More importantly, you know, using Young Rod as an example, and I know everybody likes to use dude as a as a punching bag, and that's fine. Um, But his style, his everything was who he was before. He got with 50 before this person heard of him, this person heard of him that way. So I hate to use the word discover because I think it almost it almost taints the artist's actual okay. content. You know what I mean? That's fair. It isn't to say yeah. that, you know, it isn't to say that, well, he was big before you told him. No, nah, it's just that I, I, I would prefer to say, you know, before people found out about him okay. versus. I did, I did like your word, though, like yeah. making people more aware. Yes. You know, yes. I, I think that is kind of interesting. Yes. I've never really heard that before. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah. Because it's it is it's not necessarily discovered it's is making people more aware of absolutely. what's going on absolutely there's a there's a matter of, there's a matter of ownership when you say discover mm-hmm. right mm. and and oh, and God, that and i think yeah. that ownership takes it away from the artist or the creator artist. themselves yeah. you know what i mean because it, no matter how you look at it let's we could use a, another example i know quincy jones didn't discover Mar- michael jackson mm. but i'm using that just as an example for the fact that michael jackson is michael jackson is michael jackson is who michael jackson was and while quincy did a lot to make michael Jackson into what he became, Quincy didn't discover him. He, right, he, he, right. he cultivated it. He developed it, right? You think of it like seeds, right? Mm-hmm. A, a seed is still a seed before you ever plant it. 
Right. You planting it develops it. It moves it forward. And that's why I'm always kind of amazing yeah, about that no, discovery great, thing. Great you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, once we got that radio show thing, it was it was great. Um, like I said, a lot of those guys that got opportunities, um, it was it was something I don't think anybody believed it was, was going to happen. Right. It was. It, I mean, it was. And, and I talked about this time because it I was here and that that early 2000s, like oh four to like oh eight. Yep. Was but like you had to legit be standing in it mm-hmm. to understand how crazy it was mm-hmm. because it went from there was a bunch of talented guys. There was a bunch of people that were but uh, to your point, you had it, it. It was almost segregated in a sense where you had your Maryvale sector. You yes, yes. South like survivalist. And then you had, you had these different groups. Absolutely. These different sectors. And mm-hmm. then you have ArizonaBeats.com come into the mix. And then now you're hearing more about, like you said, Mike Rasheed, but Sin Q at the time. Right, right. Um, Juice, you know, Richie Evans. Right. Um, and then, you know, our guys like, like uh, uh, Miranda. And Rocky yep. Tyre. Yep. And Mega Ran is, you know. Yep. And now these guys who are now freaking household names. Yes, right, yes. Started really, they their careers really blossomed on ArizonaBeats.com. Absolutely. And, and that's, that, I mean, that's just absolutely tremendous. Because it was like, you thought every, you if you were a rapper in Arizona at that time, you thought you was going to get signed. Absolutely. Because everybody, <laughs> everybody was here. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the craziest things for me was I remember when I talked to um, I talked to a couple of artists and they were like, yeah, you know, I heard a, I would get messages. I would get emails. I'll say it that way first. I would get emails from artists that I'd never heard of in other states, whatever. And they would say, hey, yo, so I heard you, you know, I heard you run Arizona Beats and, you know, I'm trying to get involved. I'm trying to see whatever. And I was an asshole. So I would be like, yo. I, I mean, you could join, but I can't do shit for you because right. you're not from here. Right. You're, you're not. You're not. You're not from Arizona. And at the end of the day, it's Arizona beats. It's not New Jersey beats. It's not Cali beats. It's not fucking France beats. It's Arizona <laughs> right. beats, bro. Right. And so again, I was young. I was stupid. I didn't. You know, I was an asshole. And so I was like, you know. Then at one point, I don't know what happened. And it is in that window of period of time you talked about. Where I, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. We can get all these people to come here. We can get all these people to come here, yeah. right? Um, I remember when Shaw Money XL, I talked to, when I first talked to Shaw Money XL, um, again, um, young, dumb, I don't give a fucking know, right? Right. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm talking to this dude and I'm thinking, okay, fuck, this guy's crazy big because he's, uh, you know, he, he's in the, he with 50, he's 50 manager. And I'm like, gee, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan, right? Well, of course. Hey, I'm a fan. I'm sitting there like, hey, hey. Man, I just came back from Best Buy getting that get Richard Die trying standing in line for for an hour, um, and you know, and that was the first time I think where I really thought, wow, this is this is something. This isn't yeah. just you know, this isn't just me wasting my time, you know, on the in the evening or on the weekend or something. This is something that's really being bene- becoming beneficial, you know, for myself, for artists, for everyone, you know, not just artists necessarily, but labels and shit like that were coming in and like, yo, this is uncharted waters. This is untapped. Um, Two Tone always brings it up, and I and I appreciate him for always bringing it, for bringing it up, not always bringing it up, because one of my biggest issues is it isn't about me that I'm even that I'm hyped about, right? The hype part about it is I remember the garbage disposal diss that Willie Northpole did, mm-hmm. and the first place it was posted, 
was on Arizona Beats. And there was so much traffic coming for this, you know, this 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 song. And there were so many people involved and engaged about that song. And it was all happening right there. And obviously that was a piece that kind of, you know, kind of vaulted some of these guys into their opportunities that yeah. they ran into. Um, at the same time, you know, it was a lot of irreverence. You know, we had uh, rest, rest, rest in peace, but um, Attitude Promotions used, you know, used our use our site a lot to really cultivate, you know, shows and everything. Um, Justice is another one where now they're, you know, super big with respect to underground. But yeah. there was a period of time in which, you know, a good percentage of what they came up with and the shows that they were doing, et cetera, were, were basically sourced from artists that came from Arizona Beats or that, you know, that were made known by Arizona Beats. Yeah. Um, so that connectivity was amazing. Um, around that time, like you mentioned, though, is where, you know, social media started to expand. Right. And I think as social media expanded, some of the things that we were doing with Arizona Beats became less important because as a result of that expansion in social media, the um, geographical um, categorization of music kind of dissipated. Yeah. It's the point where, kind of like you said, where, you know, I'll use Arizona as an example. Yeah, you had those Maryville sounds. You had the South South Side sound, right? You had the the Latin sound. I'll just lump that as Latin sound, right. but you y'all know what I mean, and yeah, it's yeah, not a disrespectful sure. thing. Um, and then you had the the East Coast transplants. Then you had you know the 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 sort of mid, let's call it you know true hip hop folks, and it was all very very siloed. Um, as social media grew, those silos kind of just disappeared yeah and then it became it didn't really matter where the fuck you was from right. and then in your city didn't mean shit yeah. your state didn't mean shit because people just want to hear dope music right and so as that happened of course arizona beats kind of went about its way and i ended up selling it uh to another you know another cat that was here in the states and i don't or in the state i don't know that he really did a whole lot with it after that and i kind of was like cool yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um i always hear a lot of the you know a lot of old rappers and old and in in the sense that you know these guys that we all look up to that we all listen to i always hear them talking about yeah you create something to sell it yeah um and i believe that i and i learned it that way because i created that with the idea that at some point i wanted to get the fuck away from it right and i wanted to build it to where it was something that i could say I've had I, enough. I, yeah, I did yeah. my job. Yeah. yeah, and um, and so when I again, I you know, it, it worked out for me because it was really when people started to push over to MySpace primarily, push over sure. to Facebook. That was, and that was that again, was kind of, uh, yeah, that was when everything kind of went. Oh well, we out here, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been amazing for you know Arizona Beach was a was an amazing opportunity, um, you know, not just for me and in, in in that. Um, there's profit and all that really just for me meeting people and people for yeah. people knowing, you know, knowing who I am, you know, primarily from the music. It was it was always um, it was always revealing for me because I would say if there if 100 people came up and talked about Arizona Beats, five of them knew that I owned it. Mm. They would be talking to me about your like, yo, I heard you did this. I heard your music, blah, blah, blah. And then they come back to me, you know, a month later, like, hey, hold on. I heard you. Right. You want you on Arizona Beach? And I'm like, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. and I was always kind of shy about it anyway. There was a good period of time where I just flat lied. I had another account um, that did all the administrative types of things, okay. and people never put people didn't really put it together. Yeah, yeah. Then there was a while. Then after a while, it's like this is bullshit. I can't do both, and so I just started doing you know doing it myself. And um, so yeah, it was it was it was my first foray into really understanding it advertisement. That's dope. Um, you know, offering artists. I always looked at it as it was so costly 
uh, one of the one of the websites I went to a lot to was uh, rapmusic.com at okay. the time. Um, and getting an ad on rap music was a fucking fortune for, uh, I want to say I was like 20, 23, 24. I wasn't very old. I didn't have a real good job or no shit like that. Um, and I didn't have a lot of extra money or no, you know, so trying to get ads, you knew though that you had to come up with a way to get people's attention. Right. You know, you knew every motherfucker named mama raps. Right. Um, Fair. and so you wanted to be in a position where you could say, okay, how do you, how do you get to know me? So when I would go to these other websites, cause I, I felt like there was really, there wasn't a whole lot here. Um, and it wasn't like I could afford to get a billboard or, you know, or some shit like right. that. Right. Um, uh, I was still struggling to make sure that I was getting music in Zia and, you know, and, and, and mm. things like that. Right. Mm. Um, and so the experiences that I had with trying to get ads, I tried to, you know, I tried to make that simpler for artists here at Arizona beat. So I would offer, I would offer dudes and I'm going to say, this is going to sound hilarious. Now I would offer dudes. I'll run a, I was like, I'll run an ad in my, in my, uh, in my shuffle. I'll run an ad for an entire week for you. There's only, you know, this is how many, how many banners are in the shuffle. I'll run that banner for five bucks. And then after I started seeing how many hits the site was getting as the site grew, then I would grow the, you know, I'd grow the, um, I'd change the, the advertisements or whatever. And then when people start catching on, like, hey, this is actually like turning into numbers for dudes. Okay. Um, then I'd start getting more and more people like, hey, you know, I need to do, I need to run an ad. I need to run an ad. So then I started learning. Well, I don't have to only do this banner. I could do this banner and then I could do this and I could do an interstitial and then I could do, you know, I could I could sponsor a forum by a person for a period of time. Mm. So it was a learning experience for me big time during a period of time where folks like me weren't really exposed to, um, let's call it the commerce of the internet. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, you know, it wasn't like now where now you can just pff, sign up for a Google ads, AdSense and go through a class on SEO. You know, right. I was trying to learn all this on the fly. Right. Yeah. Um, I still have $173 in my Google AdSense that was entirely from Arizona beats. And it was during the last month or so that I owned it. Um, where Google, I was able to get in there and I was able to turn it into something and, you know, make a little money. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, that's all history shit. I figured, you know, I was probably a little longer, longer winded than I wanted to be, but it's all, it's all history. history. It's all history. No, man, go ahead. Speed of which 79. That's on your, your yes, sir. That's how old I am, that, and that's, that's my number. Year. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's hey, good, that's what I'm talking about. See, you hear it? You hear it? That's where we're at. That's where we're at. I like that. Yes, sir. Which makes sure it's the same year. Yes, sir. That's what it is. I like asking this question because I, I just like to know, just from the music standpoint, you know, uh, do do you like the way the music is today? Like how we consume it, how we get it through social media, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you kind of, or do you like that early two thousands era? I like both, and I will say, as 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 somewhat controversial as it is to most of my peers of my same age group, mm-hmm. I like both, and I like both for different reasons. I would say, and I think you both agree, today how I consume music, and that not necessarily being forced to do it a certain way. Today, I can, I have certain amount of time. I have a certain amount of interest. I have a certain amount of attention span. Yes. I have other things that I'm doing today that when I was 23, I didn't have. Right. right. I have other things that are controlling me or stopping me or I'm tired in some cases. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, like I, me and my wife, I laugh. We laugh about this all the time. But like, you know, the other week we were like, it's 830 or something. I'm like, man, I'm 
I'm about to go lay down. Bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, and she's over there. She's like, yeah. I am too. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> we, we chilling. Right. Now, yeah. I can't think when I was 23, 830 who? No, that's the right. Right? That's, right. I'm getting just get getting ready yeah. to go, yeah, right? Yeah, getting yeah, ready yeah. to get active. Yeah. Right. And so the reason I, reason I bring that up is that's how I feel about listening to music now. Mm. When I was when I was when I was 23 or something, mm. I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom. I'm getting ready. I'm blasting blast music, right? right? I get in the whip. I'm blasting yes. something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything I talk about with the homies starts from, have you heard X? Hey, this is my shit, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not that way now. Right. I, and I, not because I don't like music. I love music. Mm-hmm. My homies all have kids. I got kids. Mm-hmm. I got a wife. They got wives and everything, right? Right. We come home, you get home or get off from work, right? The first thing you do isn't, hey, I'm about, I'm about to, I'm about to go on iTunes and see what's new. No. Nah, you like, man, I need to, I need to decompress for a yes. minute. I need to get right for a minute, right? Yes. Or, or, you know, or you're taking your kid to a game or a practice or you got to get with your wife and say, hey, you know what's up? We're going to cook dinner or well, clean up. Exactly. You got all these things uh, to do. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, but the reason I love it is it allows me now to, consume the music on my time mm. and my way. So um I'm a big fan of Eric Bellinger. He's an R and B artist. I don't yeah, know if you guys know. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm a huge fan of and my kids hate me for it at this point because when Eric when Eric drops an album that's all I'm finna play for like a month. Okay. Not even gonna lie. Not even gonna lie. I'm not even bullshitting that my, my kids hate it. My kids will say it. They'll be like, dude if he drops an album, we know what I saw. And I'll be like, yeah, you right, you right, you right, bro, you right. Um, but the thing about it is, I know I can consume that music on my time the way I want to when it works for my schedule and it works what I'm doing when I'm doing something in particular. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, 20, 20, 18, 15, whatever you want to call it, I had to stop what I was doing, get in a, uh, let's say when I was in the 20s, get in my car, drive across the city in some way mm-hmm. and go to a store mm-hmm. buy that tape or CD mm-hmm. then go back home and put it in the mix of the things that I'm doing yes. yeah we had a disc man but they sucked come on yeah. right you yeah. uh, had a walk man but who the fuck's running around with tapes after a while right because right. that was a hassle it was a headache right. and you were kind of stuck with let me rewind this shit. hold on right. did I right. catch it oh, hold on sure. did I catch it oh Okay, so 1,000%. it was different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Now, I can literally just be sitting there, get up in the morning and go, oh, shit, I heard this new shit came out. Let me, mm-hmm. boom, and I'm yeah. there. Yep. And it doesn't change my day. I can do it while I'm working. I can, I'm sitting there at work. I work from home. I'm sitting there at work, and I'm like, oh, shit, I heard such and such drop something new. Let me look on here. Boom, and I have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I like both. Um, you know, the the time back then, it was great because that's what it was. Yeah. We didn't have all these opportunities. We didn't have all these different ways. And at the time, we didn't know any better. But I think we all thought this shit sucked because no one wanted to have to drive. Like, right. yeah, yeah, we've turned it into a badge of honor now. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to have that. Right. Yeah, I used to, yeah, all uphill in the, in the snow. snow you know what I'm saying? Like, like, Dad, you lived in Phoenix, bro. Right. I said uphill in the snow. Right. I had, you know. Um, and then, right. like, for me especially, because I, I, lived, I lived on the south side most of my life. Um, and, and, and at the time, there weren't very many tape, CD places, music places, you right. know. Um, I remember a long period of time, shit, the the closest thing to a store really like that was Kmart. And Kmart had a very limited selection of music. And when you add the fact that a lot of the music I listened to at that time 
was super duper underground or super it wasn't super available it wasn't the mainstream and hip hop hadn't been embraced in the manner that it is now right. so it was a hassle you know um when I went to ASU obviously you know Tower Records was right there I spent so many hours in Tower Records mm. looking looking at shit because yeah. you were like hoping that they'd have a particular CD in the in the listening station otherwise mm. You rolling the dice, you 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 know, you know. I I still remember when Grand Poobah's album came out, his solo album came out, and um, uh, the three sixty song. I used to play that song. I used to play that um, single until I broke the tape, and then I bought the disc and broke that one and brought it. Whatever. Um, I remember I rolled the dice on that album, and to this day, that is still my cautionary tale about the difference between now and then. See, now I can play an album, and it's one song, and that one is one song on it that isn't whack or it's a 12 song album one song bangs and 11 songs sucks mm-hmm. I go let me get that, that one, one song yep. and put that right there yep. and yeah. the rest of that and I've lost nothing right. so that's why that's uh, why that I think it's 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 both I think it, there's good parts about both I would agree with you yeah? I actually would agree with you I, I, I do think there's benefits to this day and age yeah you know but there's there's something about back then too that was just kind of special oh yeah it, you know it, it just Especially listening to a whole album too. Agreed. I, I, I agree. Like there's sometimes, man, you did you rolled the dice and you'd be like, I and then and then yeah. it would suck. You know, yes. you get yes. one or two songs out of it, and you're like, man, I I just don't want to listen to this whole thing. Yes. You know, especially on tape. Yes. Tape was worse. Because yes. It was like man, I got to skip through four. Yeah. You know. Uh, is that it? Nope. Nope. Yes. <laughs> oh, right there. No, wait. Go back. Go back. Go back. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. CD oh, yeah. made it better. Of course. But it's still, you wasted your 15 bucks or whatever you spent oh, yeah. on it. And you're like, man, all I'm listening to is track two and five. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> track two and five. <laughs> hey. Hey. So real. It was worse when you had a tape and the tape, the best song on this album would be like track 11. Yeah. Oh, and you'd man. be like. Yeah. <sighs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go. Up. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. So, um. You, you you tapped on something when you were talking about the your, your history um, that I noticed in in your music, um, and I want to try to put these two things together. So you had the twelve albums in a year, and you got a lot of you 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 got catalog. Yes, sir. Like it, pull up on iTunes, put in Blaze Rock. It's catalog and recent catalog. Like, like it's not all old. 2022, you pulled up as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but the dope thing about that is you can hear through the years you actually getting older and wiser. In yes, sir. Music, yes, sir. Right? Mm-hmm. Early stuff, you said something. You said, I love Tribe, but I also love Q. Early stuff, mad Q. Yes. Mad Q. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 100% aggression. Yes, sir. I'm in your face. And yes. then you get to... Like all things lost, and then now you're seeing the tribe with still the cue, with still that aggression, right? Right. right. Um, and then now an audience of one, which is way more toned down, mm-hmm. but still that distinct tone in your voice. Mm-hmm. It's like if if people heard you talk and then they listen, they would. That guy was rapping like this. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's dope. Talk to us about, for one, the 12 albums in a year, because that's yes, crazy work. But then also your musical growth and, like you said, being able to stand in it now and being able to make the, the type of songs that 
you want to make right the, the type of music that you want to make and not being afraid to do that i think the biggest thing especially back then was wanting to be as unique as i could be um because i always just been weird i always been a nerd bro i always been a, a out and i want to say outcast because that's that's like school shooter level shit but i don't mean it that way you right, know? i mean right, i always right. just been kind of a loner um you know I, i'm i'm not I, i'm uh at what now is called an ambivert I'm, I like being, I like being by myself. I like, Mm. you know, I'm an only child for that matter. Um, I like being by myself, but I'm not shy really at all. Mm. Um, and I'm not, you know, uncomfortable with people. I just like, I like being by myself, you know? Uh, And and, and as a result though, there's a level of weird that you become because you are comfortable in your own company. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's why I say, I don't necessarily mean it as a negative, but I, I'm aware of it. Right. Mm. Um, I always wanted to be able to say that the music that I did is me. Um, I've always prided myself on there is nothing that I've ever written or no song that I've ever done that I don't believe or that I don't believe in. Okay. A lot of artists, you know, they they're, you're pressured by so many different things. And I and, and I, again, this is, everyone has a different reason they do music. Every creator has a different reason they do everything. Yes. Right? Every painter, every you know, every every sculptor, whatever, they all have different reasons behind it. Um, and so I'm always careful not to approach it as everyone must have my reasoning. Right. But in the same in the same vein, my reasoning is what I want to express how I want to express it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been immensely blessed, fortunate, you name it, to have been around so many producers who have allowed me to do that. Mm. Um, you know, there are a lot of producers out there that they want to send you a beat and they want to tell you what to do. They want to tell you how to do it. They want to, you know, m- they want to micromanage the process and everything else. And then even when you do whatever song, they want to critique and, and tweak and make you into what they want. Right. And that was always and has always been something that I push against. Right. I don't want to do what you want. I want to do what I want. I want to do what I'm feeling. I want to say what I'm saying. I want to say even if it makes me look like a dork, if it makes me look like I'm weak or whatever. Right. Um, it is how I felt. And, it, you know, I look at all of the songs that I do, um, the aggression, the, you know, the, the, the more introspective or even retrospective material. I look at it as um, timestamps. Because there are things that even today, if I go and listen to a song from my End of All Things album or if I listen to a song from um, All Things in Due Time, I know what I was going through at that moment. Mm. I know what I was thinking. I know what I was trying to present. I know. And it, and a lot of times it makes it even more difficult to listen to some of those songs because it transports you back to, yes. this is what I was dealing with. This is what I was going with. And sometimes it's great because you look back and go, damn, I okay now i would have handled that different or some cases you're like how the fuck did i get out of that or whatever yes um in that respect i think that's where you know all of it comes from is is the honesty it has always been one of the only outlets that i've had in which i could be 100 percent 100.00 percent honest and myself Mm. because within the music and I've 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 since heard plenty of artists who are much greater than I say some very similar things I really don't give a shit whether you like the song or not mm. I don't give a shit if you think of this that or the other about it I'm doing this song because that's what I felt um for what it's worth that has been something that has helped me to continue through music because as artists you always hear artists say well you know I don't know if people are going to like it I don't know if you know oh this person said it sucks or you know this person critiqued it or whatever and I mean, it is the one thing that has helped me throughout music. Is I just don't give a fuck. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to say what I'm saying. Um, I mean, there are times where you know I had an idea and I couldn't trust someone else to do it. 
So I tried to learn how to do it. Gotcha. Um, and so yeah, that's that's everything for me in 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 music in every in every capacity across all these different groups, across these different albums, across these different projects. All of it, it always comes back to you know a level of honesty. Even in like the BP Mercenary shit, all that shit is fiction. You know what I'm saying? It's right. all drawn out ideas. You know, it's all ideas that just come up from my head and yeah it's not like i'm you know it's honest and people pretend like that means it all is real or all is non-fiction right but no it's 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 how you present it it's what you're presenting it's the direction you went and you go in that direction because you believe it or because you're being honest with it yeah that's the beauty of music though right like i i love that you said that and i i think it speaks to a lot of people in in different times of their life too right you were going through something that might not speak to somebody for years. Absolutely. I love that about music because you can listen to something. Absolutely. That is from the 90s and go and re-experience it and go, holy shit, man. Like, I, they were talking about, like, this is what I'm going through right, right. now. Right. This is crazy. Perspective. Like, this is, you know, you heard it back in the 90s, right? Right. You know, you're like, it didn't mean anything to you. Right. Because you never went through it or it never spoke to you. I just love that about music that it can be timeless and being an artist and being like this is what i gotta go this is what i you know i just gotta get it out right you know just this is what it is i don't give a shit what anybody thinks about this right right it's and but still that honesty i think comes through and still speaks to people absolutely and it might not be today it might be 10 years from now absolutely you know and i think that's the beauty of music and i love it a crazy thing that i always that i've especially in the last few years now that um you know now that Apple Music and, and Spotify and the like are more prevalent, right? Um, one of the things that I get people hit me up, people that I, you know, I see all the time, friends and, and mm-hmm. or, you know, teammates, things like that. They hear, they'll hear a song or something. They'll be like, what the f-? And they kind of say what you said, where it's like, that's you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, no fucking way or something. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, they'll go back to a song that I, you know, I might have did the song in 2005 or 2012 or something right. like that, right? Um, and I'm clearly not in the same space, but for them, like you said, it connects then right then to mm-hmm. something at some point, mm-hmm. or there's a song and you hear a line and I've had people send me a, send me a message like, yo, you said this. I'm like, I did. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Right, right. My wife does it to me. Even she'll laugh at me. Cause she'll be like, yo, she's like, yo, this is right out the line or whatever. She'll text it or something like that. She's like, that shit's crazy. I'd be like, who is that? Right, from? right. Who is that yeah. from, bro? Yeah, She's yeah. like, dude, that's you. Oh, oh, I must have been spitting, bro. Because you know, again, like I said, that's 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 really what is crazy is how you said mm-hmm. that. You know, people, music has this 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 perspective, mm-hmm. um, and even as people ourselves, there's songs that we heard when we were 12 or 10 or 15 and it was like yo this this song hitting right and then at 40 you like yo this song hitting hold on bro like you just it it clicks different perspective your life experiences and things like that change over time and it's it's a crazy feeling i think it's one of the greatest feelings you can have as a as a creator legitimately or or it could be the other way where you're like man what the fuck is going on right I hate to say I hate to say this, but I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and I saw this performance. I can't uh, I can't remember the name of the artist, but the song was it was the the 
the uh oh song. Uh oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I saw the and I remember at the time I was like, man, this is fire. Yeah. I saw the performance. I was like, she can't sing it. Goddamn! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I was like, "Oh my god, like, my ears are burning!" I was all right, like, I'll, give, I'll give you one very similar. I'll give you one very similar. Share. Do you believe in love? Oh my goodness! So funny enough, like when I was younger and that shit came, I was like, "Okay, this uh-huh. is dope." I'm in the car listening to uh, fucking. Um, what was that fucking oh uh, Y ninety five right? Okay, okay. And I was like, oh yeah, this this that this joint. And I think if I remember right, that's also the video where she's wearing like the the little uh, the little lingerie type yeah, of thing. Uh-huh, and she's uh-huh, with all the yeah, and she's yeah. with all the sailors. Yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah, right. Yeah. And I was hyped, bro. I was like, yo, this is dope. So the other night, last night, last night, we were uh, me and a couple friends were playing uh, Apex Legends, okay. and one of the, one of, one of, um, one, of the, one of the players, um, she's playing um, she's playing that song. And I'm hearing, and I'm hearing all the auto tune in it, mm. all the modulation in it. I'm hearing how awful the lyrics in it are. Mm. I'm hearing how Cher butchered those vocals. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, I'm still humming along with the song because I mean the song is still a song. It's got that place in my heart from when I was right. like 12, right? right? But then I'm like, yo, this song is fucking bad, yes. bro. <laughs> and one of my other oh, homies man. is playing, and he's a bass player. And so we always, you know, we're always talking about music and whatnot. And he's on the same shit. He's like, yo, this is awful, bro. She's, she, she, they, yo, oh my God. Yo, yo, oh, uh, oh, uh, we're all, and, but yet we're still going. Do you believe? Right. In love? <laughs> it's crazy, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Cause That's that was funny. my, that was my shit back then. And it was like yesterday, it was. Just yeah. Oh, get this off, bro! Stunk. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you you said something about producers, and I think it's important, man. Lost. I just talked to uh, LP shit last week. Uh, he lived right down the street. Too. Yes, sir. Yes, um, but you've had you you you've had quite a few producers um, that you work with, but you seem to kind of work with a few more than. The others. Yes. Um, I say names like Pacquanot. I say names like Lost Perception. Yes. Uh, Black One. Yes. Um, talk to us about how production, you, you kind of touched on it, but how production has really been key because you've had a, a an array of, of, of beats. Like, if you listen to your tracks, it's like you've got some that are more on the sample side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got some that are more bass heavy, very West Coast sounding. Mm-hmm. Then you got some that are more East Coast. You've got it's it's everywhere, right? right. Like you, you right. can pick a part of the the United States and be like, oh, that's East Coast. Oh, that's Midwest. Oh, that's talk mm-hmm. to us about production for you and why you've been very great at picking production. <laughs> I've been li- hey, hey, I I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Number one, um, I, you know it I, it comes from the fact that you know at the end of the day I'm a student of the music. I'm a student of, of hip hop, and I've been a student of hip hop since I was introduced to hip hop. Right. Um, I've had so many influencers and influences that maybe they didn't know it. Number one mm-hmm. or number two, you know, I just wanted to be in, in, engulfed in hip hop culture. Right. You know. Um, I still remember, you know, VHS taping Yo MTV Raps. Yep. I still remember, you know, just really trying to be engaged and involved in everything about hip hop. The other thing for me is um, when I first started really working with doing music here in Arizona, everybody wanted to be Cali Light. 
Cali Jr. You know, um, everybody wanted to be Compton the second, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and again, that's not a diss. I, I don't mean that, in, you know, in, in a negative at all. I mean, it just that's what it was. Right. Um, I remember lots of times where people just tell me, you don't you sound like you East Coast fam. And I'm like, OK, cool. Um, and for me, though, I wanted I wanted to be able to do anything. Right. I wanted to be able to do any song with anybody. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to do work with any producer. I wanted to be able to go and be in a situation wherever it may have been, whatever, whatever sound, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to fit right in. I want to just drop right in and be like, oh, that dude's supposed to be there. Okay. Um, because, you know, there was a period, especially in the 2000s and around the time we just talked about 2004, 2008, where everybody was trying to be everything else. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be, oh, I, this is how this is my Swiss Army knife of music type of thing. But they weren't comfortable in it and they weren't really wanting to do it they were doing it because they thought it was popular i didn't want to be that guy i wanted to be the guy well shit i feel like doing this um one of my favorite one of i'll call it one of my favorite projects but one of my favorite collaborations was rock and rascals um and the reason being was everybody kind of had this idea very much to what you said that well you real east coast bro you do super east coast music that's all you 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 just real east coast you sound like you like from philly i used to hear that all the time i used to get cats you know the homies with you know me and dickies and chucks and shit and they'd be like yo you sound you sound like you from new york or from jersey or some shit mm-hmm. you know and then um so I got with so I got with some dudes that are true West Coast sounding, you know, gangster music, right? Yes, yes. And I was like, me slide on in here. We right. got after it, right? And I never had to worry about that again because anytime at any place I could be in anything and I could have any any album. What kind of music y'all listen to? Here, that's a song. What kind of music y'all listen? That's that song. Mm. What kind of album? Yeah, that's that album. Um but to that point, to your to your original purposed question, the the producers that I've worked with, um, I think some of it is is a vibe of their in- intention with creation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a funny story. To me, it's funny. Okay. Um, when I first met Lost Perception, and and I'll say this because um, that's my guy. He was uh, when I when I recently I got I, I recently got married about nine just about nine years ago. Okay. Um, again and um there were only a couple of people that I even told that was going on. And he was one of those people that was there. Okay. So I say that to lead into, this is a friend of mine. Okay. So when I say this, <laughs> so when I say this story, I can say this from, from that space. Okay. When I, when I, when I first met lost perception was from Arizona beats, first right. of all. Um, and he hit me up and he says, yo, you do really dope music. You know, um, you know, I'm a producer. I'd love to do something with you. And I was like, all right, for sure. I'm down. I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I'm blushing and shit. You know, I'm thinking, yo, this dude thinks I'm dope. Oh hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um and so I'm I'm feeling I'm like, yo, that's dope. So he sent me a couple of beats and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um one of the songs, and I still have it, it is uh I don't remember now whether I actually released it as an you know, on an album or anything. Okay. Um it's a song called Champion. And it I mean it's 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 very it's classic lost perception. Um, but I will say at the time, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd ever felt as comfortable on a beat as I did on that. Oh, okay. And wow. then he gave me, he gave me a few others, right? Over the, over time. And I think we even did like a, like a little remix of some shit that I had already done. And I was just blown away. Um, because in a lot of cases without him and I even talking, he would send me exactly what I needed. Mm. 
without us even like I in a lot of cases I'm I'm a I'm a um I'm kind of closed off in how I how I make music. And what I mean by that is I'm not the guy who's going to come in here and say, oh, I got this song and I'm working on this and I'm working on that. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that all of a sudden I'm like, OK, so I finished this. So with him, a lot of time I wasn't saying to him, yo, I'm going to try to make a X song or that song or this song or whatever. I, didn't, I never have that that label for it or, you know, I'm not going and typing in this is the brand name song I'm going to do today. Right. Um, but he would send me stuff and it would be just I mean, just magic like he would just um, automatically like yo this is crazy um the sound that he would have or he would be you know presenting would be perfect for whether for the same um shogun is another one that you know i kind of fell into the same type of thing i had worked with a number of artists that he worked with and so i had the opportunity of course to get on some of those beats and i was like this motherfucker does crazy stuff bro yeah and you know what i'm saying so i was like you know and it would just happen and it would happen over this time and they would they would put up these beats they put up time um and 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 i'm i'm not as much about it haven't been as much about it in the last few years but i'm a fucking workhorse when it Mm. comes to to rapping to writing to making albums and shit you know a lot of artists they they like to yo let me get these beats and then they sit on them for three four five years never Mm. comes out some shit like that i would hit these dudes up and be like yo i'm working on an album and they'd be like oh okay well i'll show you shoot you a couple beats they shoot me a couple beats and i'd have an album done in a week or a month or whatever um and it would be everywhere and i'd be pushing it and people would be saying like damn what are you doing you know that type of thing um and so it was always you know and it was always a respectful thing um when i did all things in due time i argued with with uh lost perception um because it meant so much to me to make sure that i had the tagline on the album cover that said produced by the council productions at the time he was he was in a in a a producer group called the council and i argued with him because he said no you don't have to do i said i don't care bro you don't understand that this is as much you as it is for me. Mm. And as much as what you've done is what created this is as much as what I've done created that. Um, and so that connection, you know, is, is, is just magic. There's really, yeah. there's, I hate this. I hate to say it cause it almost sounds like I'm saying, well, there's nothing else to it, but there really isn't anything else to it. Yeah. It's that he, he and, and, and flip who used to, used to do some stuff. Um, and, and also shout out to deuce who used to do stuff with council productions, but all of them, were you know it, it was just amazing music and it always made me feel like i'm probably not worthy of this beat so mm. i'm about to try to do every motherfucking just thing sure. i can to right. get on this you know um paco is another one that is a is a is a an interesting story all of my producer connects if you want to call them that all the folks that i primarily work with they're all interesting stories not just really to me because most people when i say it um, cause I don't do a lot of bragging and shit like that. Right. I don't right. do like, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. I'm always on a, well, he just gave me a really fucking fire mm, beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just respect. didn't want to, I didn't want to shit on his beat. I didn't want him to go, man, why this motherfucker rap on my right, shit, bro? Right. You know, um, with Paco, I remember I'd heard a beat or two that he did for a couple of different artists. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is crazy. And I was a kind of in a high hiatus place where I wasn't really rapping much. And I was just kind of like, all right, I think I'm getting old think i'm done with it um so one day i actually hit him on facebook and i say hey so what I, what kind of food i gotta get you to do me up some beats okay right he's like Psh, nothing whatever it was just kind of a haha type of thing he sent me a couple beats and we went to work um and that again turned into a really 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 super close friendship one of you know one of my best friends at this point um 
And so we, you know, we did the the misery. And again, I did the same thing where it was like, no, I need you to be listed on this fucking album cover. Mm. That way somebody sees this album cover. They know you did it. Yeah. They know you did it. Yeah. Um, Black One is another guy who is, I mean, I've had the I've had the pleasure of doing a album with Black One, but I've always been in and out with Black One as far as doing things with him on his projects and his right. stuff, as well as he's always kind of throwing me a beat here and there and whatever, um, because I, I just absolutely respect Jerron and what he does as a creator, as a creative, um, his mind. I have always had just the utmost of respect for him. Um, and so I wanted to be able to do something with, you know, with these guys that I respect that I probably respect or I feel are much greater than me. Mm. Um, and, you know, and, and I was always taught, you know, over the course of life that you never complain down and you never strive below yourself. So mm. me, I looked at myself like I want to be better than I am today. Mm. And I can't do that with people who I don't feel are better than me. Okay. And I felt like these producers and the music and the stuff that they do is way above what I do. Okay. And I had the drive to feel like, look, I don't want, I don't want you. And I tell them to this day, today, to the, yesterday, the day, tomorrow. I tell them, it's like I don't ever want you to give me a beat, and you'd be like, this motherfucker sucks, right? Ever. Right. And I was like, if I gotta rewrite this motherfucker thirty six times and re-record it over and over and over, I want to do your music justice. I want to do your creativity, the you know, the honor that it, the respect and honor that it deserves. That's fair. Um, so yeah, that's why you know, and that's and again. Dope. One more guy I really have to mention out is, is Mitchell Valdez. Um, I met Mitch as a result of uh, uh, another project, in fact. Um, I had done a project with this gentleman from Ghana named uh, 3Q Beats. Okay. Um, and at the time, the dude was like, yeah, well, we're, you know, if you do it, we can do it together. We only do this or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Did it, put it up. Um, the beats were, you know, sonically, they were a little bad. I mean, sonically, I should say, from a mixing standpoint, they gotcha. were really bad uh, right. from time to time. And, you know, things were really loud. He only gave me two tracks. I, You know, the, the two track, the wave. So I'm trying to make it work, whatever. Mm. So Mitch heard the album. Um, he was like, man, you're so fucking dope, bro. I need to throw you some beats. And I was like, all right. You know, I'm like, all right. So he plays me a couple beats. I'm like, this motherfucker is crazy. Why the fuck are you sending me shit? Right. I'm like, this shit. I think dude played me like, dude played me like 10 beats. And I swear to God, all 10 of them were fire. But all 10 of them, I'm like, you sure you want to get that to me, bro? Right. I'm like, I don't know. Because I, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm right. like, I'm over there like, hey, uh. This shit is cold, but I, I, you sure this is what we're going to do right, here? Right. Um, uh-huh. He's like, nah, dude. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, I listen. He's like, I listen to your stuff on that album, which made me then go listen to your other shit. And I was like, this motherfucker is rapping. I was like, I, you know, but I still don't think this beat. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do anything on this thing. Right. But so it did turn into something crazy. We've done a couple of albums. We've done three, three projects uh, for what it's worth. Uh, an audience of one is produced entirely by Mitch. Okay. Um, but it is again kind of the same thing. A lot of the time, we, we you know we talk off and on, um, and I'm quiet. Like I said, I'm kind of quiet. I'm kind of reclusive. Like I just kind of hang out and do my thing. I am. Uh, I'm not a rapper guy. Like I'm not telling everybody, hey, I'm a rapper. Listen to me. Right. I'm not that guy. You know. And so he would. They. They. These guys that I mentioned. These producers that I mentioned. These guys have literally. They just have ideas or something, and maybe those ideas just have my name on it in the in the in, in the ether. Um, but they send me stuff and it's always on time and it's always the right timing. Um, 
And I'm like I said, I'm just fortunate, you know, that they respect me or, you know, that they that they have that belief in what I do. Um, And, it, you know, a lot of the time they're not even privy necessarily to the direction of the album. Um, uh, An audience of one, like you you mentioned from last year, um, Mitch only heard it a week before everyone else. Oh, wow. I wouldn't play it for anyone. I wouldn't play it for my wife. Well, my wife heard it because, I mean, I record my studios at home. So right. she heard parts and she heard this and that. And I would play a song for her because, I mean, at the end of the day, if she like it, I'm good. Everybody right. else, she'll tell me in a heartbeat, that shit's trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but anyway, I he heard it a week before everybody else. I, I literally had put it in, in into distro already. And I was like, yo, so... Here, here right, right. I love, so, I love, I love yeah, a slide. Yeah, like, <laughs> <he> go, <bro. laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, from from that from that standpoint, legitimately, it is just I've been blessed with with people who are who are in, in, incredible creatives um, that somehow know how to tap into what I'm trying to do, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make them proud. Oh. So. Do you ever see yourself stopping, or you you think you'll keep going till? I have music forever. Look, man, you know I've I, mean? I have retired, quit, stopped, <laughs> etc. Thirty five times at this yeah, point yeah. in life. Um, there are times where I've literally there was a point where I actually sold all my equipment, all this mm. other shit, um, and then I just keep coming back. What I learned from that though is, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do when you feel to do it. Mm. What I stopped doing was making myself do it. Mm. Um, I have tons of ideas and things like that, but sometimes those ideas don't have to happen that time. At that time, mm-hmm. timing is um, everything, you know. Yeah, and that's... and another thing with music, with especially with hip hop, we're all ingrained in this grind and hustle mentality, mm-hmm. meaning that you always got to be doing something. You always got to be going fast. Go 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 go. Yeah, yeah. And we we start convincing ourselves that if you're not doing something, you're not doing anything. And I've found that the reality is it's not true. It's that's not. Awesome. It's not realistic. It's not sustainable. Um, I could write music every day, all day, every day, and everything else. But do I feel like recording it? Do I feel like doing all of the other things that get people to listen to me? Do I feel like those things, you know, all those other pieces are the issue. I've never had writer's block in my entire life. My entire life never had writer's block. What I tell people is what I have a lot of the time is motivation block. I don't want to record. I don't want to sit there. And, you know, and I know a lot of people know it now because it's a little more prevalent. But recording a song is never there is no one who has ever recorded an album on one take. Period. Right. Period. Right. So in most cases, you're you know, you're recording a verse, for example, 16 bars. You're dropping that 16 bars five or six times in a row. Mm -hmm. You might drop. You might fuck it up three or four times Mm -hmm. and then drop it again and then not like it. Um, the point, the point I'm saying in that is sometimes you have to be motivated to create what you have created in your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think I learned to stop doing. I'm not going to rap no more. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm retired. I'm quitting. Gotcha. I've learned to say maybe right now. I don't want to record. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have an idea and I stole that idea. And then maybe six months from now I go. Let's work. Right. Um, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to let I'm going to let the, the let it, breathe, let it let work. It, yeah. yeah. Let it work its For way. Sure. Hell yeah. yeah. I like it. I'm in one of those spaces right now for that matter. You know, I have I have a I have a full fucking album written, um, drafted out. Everything's already lined up so much so that all I really would have to do is just record. record. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm just not there, yeah. you know, and, I, and I've learned again, you know, and I, I thank my wife also for kind of, you know, hit me in the head a few times. It's like, if you're not motivated to do it, why, why, why pump fake? Yeah. Why make yourself do it? Mm. You do it, you do it when you believe it. And if mm. you don't believe it, don't do it. I think that's good advice for yeah, man. anything and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like uh, we, we preach it all the time. Like it, timing is everything. Right? Absolutely. Like, it, it really is. Like if you try to force whatever it is, I mean, it could be creative. It could be non-creative. Yeah. It could, it could be anything in life. Absolutely. You know, and you're not ready to do it. Don't push yourself. Exactly. Because then you're usually going to go down a path you ain't going to like. Exactly. You know, and Very the outcome true. is going to be not so good absolutely you know most of the time i so, agree no i, I agree, agree. so you you've mentioned her quite a bit um let's talk about lady blaze man yes sir uh because yeah i'm gonna just let you go in man on on, on wife <laughs> man because you you mentioned her quite a bit and i think yeah. it's very dope um even even when you sat down with miranda you know at the core of all of this, right, um, wifey's right there. Yes, sir. Um, talk about as much as you want to, as much as you want to let on, your guys' relationship and, and, and what she's meant to you, not only as, uh, you know, as a husband and as a father, um, but but also in your career. Well, you know what? Like, um, I know it's especially in, especially in hip hop um, and especially now. A lot of men don't like to just they don't like to flat out say okay you know this is this is where I'm at this is where I'm this is what I'm doing right you know we're all we're we're all ultimately still you know animals and you know we see something we like we see something that's different we see something that's beautiful whatever it attracts our attention mm-hmm. um, and as a result we all kind of not we all but we 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 tend to try to downplay the effectiveness of our partners or our spouses or mm-hmm. our our girlfriends or whatever. That's a great way to put it. Um, I have been I probably don't deserve the wife I have. Mm. I will I will say that like flat out. And I know a lot of dudes say that shit and they say it because it sounds cool. Mm. I say it because I'm like, yo, I probably don't. And I'm good with the fact that I probably don't, but I do have her. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right. Like uh, the difference is, you know, that difference makes a lot to me. Um I will say the one thing about, you know, the thing about our relationship it has been is we have learned throughout this period of time that we've been together is that honesty is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uncomfortable honesty, the hurtful, uh, because I know a lot of people like to pretend that honesty is never hurtful. That's a lie. Right. Um, there are things that she has said to me because of things that I'm doing or I have done that hurt my feelings, but I needed my feelings hurt. Mm. Right. Um, there are things that we are honest about for the purpose of improvement of each other. Right. And there are things that we're honest about there for the purpose of improving us as a unit. Um, I look at her as someone who, if nothing else, has my best interest at heart, even when I don't. Um, I am I am notoriously um, moody. And I don't mean that in the stupid way. Like people say, I just woke up. It's Monday. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I legitimately deal with um, anxiety and, and depression issues. And my wife has been um, the most supportive person possible across all of that spectrum of feelings, emotions, actions, etc. Um, from a business standpoint, as far as music goes, as far as all the website stuff that I do, the art, the graphics, the, the podcasts, all these different things that I do. She is 
interested enough that I go to her for most of my advice or she is my whiteboard sounding board and all of those mm. things at one time Dope. because if nothing else i know that she has my best interest at heart not the money not the if it's successful if it's it is whether or not it is going to be of benefit to me first okay. and then to us and etc and etc and to the, the producers my wife has checked me a couple times where you know, I say, hey, I have to do this back to the point we just talked about where I'd say I have to do this because I said that I was going to do it. Because I'm big on my word. Mm. I ain't a lot. But if I say I'm going to do something, I'm doing it, okay. period, you know, um, to a fault. And she she's she has corrected me a few times where it's like, hey, you can still do it, but you got to do it when, at the right time mm-hmm. when right. it's when it's the right time. Um, I will say I will also credit the fact that I even do music right now to her. Okay. Because as I mentioned before, there's a few times where I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm cool. I ain't doing no rapping shit. I ain't no rapper no more. Uh-huh. You know, shit like that. <laughs> and she's like, and you know, she's like, look, dude, this is something that you do, and it's something that you're creative. Um, you know, it's something you believe in. It's something you've been doing for years. Whatever. She's like, besides you, step out of the way of you, right? She's like, there's tons of people who listen to you and like you and like what you do as an artist, or you know, they may take some type of influence or some type of uh, motivation from what you say or from what you do. And she's like. You've got to look at it that way also. Right. Um, I credit a lot of things to to her, um, especially because even in the in the manner in which we met and the space that I was when we met and some of the things that we've been through since then, you know, that's one of those things where it reminds you that, you know, the efforts and the things that you're doing, that it, it isn't just you. It isn't just only you. Um, as artists, a lot of the time we get very center focused on I am the artist. I am this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a very egotistical person when it comes to music like that. Like I hide from it. I am even on shit. You look on my Instagram. I post like every six months. It seems like I'm not really, I'm not that guy, but she's always kind of in my ear. Like you, you really do have a way with things. Use it. Right. You know? Um, And so having somebody at least, it's like I, I, part of one of the reasons why an audience of one is named what it is. There's two aspects that I took from it. One of it is kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier in that I really don't give a shit who don't like it or, you know, because I know a lot of rappers, especially they focus on haters. They focus on the negatives. Right. right. Like, fuck my haters. People listen. Right, right, I right, ain't right. that guy. I don't give Shout a shit about haters. them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout I don't give a shit about a hater, right. bro. I'm always just kind of like, dude, I don't even know what that means. I'm more looking like, all right, dude, does this person if this person likes it? Cool. If they don't, I, you know, cool. Right. Um. But for, for that album, there are two things. One of them, of course, is that it's an audience of one, and I'm that audience. That is part of why I didn't play it for anybody until it was ready to go or whatever. I'm the audience that matters. If I like it, and I did it, and I meant it, and I believe it, then that's what matters. But the second part of that, and the, and the, the, the part that made me really commit to calling it an audience of one was, she's the only person I really give a shit about mm-hmm. their opinion as far as the music goes. Uh, I love my I love my boys. You know, I love Cisco. I love, you know, I love Paco, um, Mitch, all these guys that I do music with that, that I, you know, producers, et cetera. But I could give a shit less about their opinions. But if she tells me that song ain't it, I'm like, yo, let me get this. Sh- let me get let me redo this. Right. Let me, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah, if yeah. she says, yo, this is my shit. I'm over the moon for the month. Hey, bro. 
Hey, everybody. Look, <laughs> at that point, everybody. Everybody. Oh, hey, oh, everybody. Oh, look, feed everything else, bro. I, I mean, like, I, like, legit story about, uh, legit story about her, going back to 2017, during the time where I was doing all these albums. Um, I remember when I told her, I'm like, yo, so this year coming up, I'm going to drop an album every month. I was like, and if I get, if I get, if I get a little excess, I might do a 13th, right? And so she's like, that's crazy. That's a lot of work. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, right? Because if I don't do it, then I'm going to wish I did it. So I fucking did it, right? Right. So um, there's a song that I have, and I don't care where it is, when it happens. Um, I've done tons of songs that she really likes. But this song in particular, it's called Mercy Killer. Um, and my boy Jay is on the hook. And I remember the very first time that I played this song for her, I didn't want to record no more. Because she was like, yo, this shit is fucking crazy. She's jumping all around in the room. She's like, this shit's crazy. That's I was like, dope. yeah, I'm done rapping. Right. Right. I'm good. I was right. like, I don't need nothing. No, I don't need no more songs. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out of here. That's where it is, bro. That's um, but, you know, like, and, and I'm I am very careful to tell her that. I, I What I will say is I'm big on flowers. I am big on giving the people around me the flowers they deserve every single chance I get. And with her, I tell her. I'm like, you know, if you hadn't said X, I probably would have never recorded this. If you hadn't did this, I probably would have listened to my own dumb self, you know? Um, she is a very big part of everything, pretty much everything that I'm doing and I'm able to accomplish. And she's super supportive about it. Um, so it's like, it, it, just, it just goes without saying. It's a very, very big part of what I do. And I say I because I'm a one man show for the most part. Right. Um, you know, all the, the the different shows that I do, the different, um, you know, different groups, the different art, uh, like a lot of the art that I all all my album covers, I've done them. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do with, um, you know, BP Mercenary stuff up until recently, I did them as far as the art. Um, you know, I mix, I do all the recording, all right. you know, all that shit. I'm a one man show. So having having somebody to be like. You need to take a break, bro. Or in some cases, like, hey, you good? You know, get on your shit. Right. And so she is. She is probably the. She's the engine that you know that really keeps all of this shit going. So it's it's a. That's why a lot of the time I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm cool. She's like, nah, dude, you gotta do this. You gotta do another. You gotta do another this. Mm -hmm. But she's you know, she's she's a she's a music head too. So she's okay. really into music anyway. So it's not like when she says something, I'm like, nah, you don't know what the fuck you talking right. about, bro. Exactly. Like exactly. she ain't coming over to me talking about young um little, little pump is the best rap artist of the year. Right. Some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We be over there. She'll laugh at me because I'm big. I like uh. You know, Sada Baby dropped that song last year and everybody was going crazy. And I listen to that song all the time and it's fucking stupid. And I love it. I love it. And she's like, why do you listen to this song? It's like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she's she's she is definitely a bigger, big piece of why. Like we're even talking right now, you know, because oh. um, she and she knows she knows me and she knows how I am. And, um, you know, the good and the bad of me. And she deftly navigates that she knows when she has to kind of crack the whip she knows when she needs to be soft she knows when she needs to influence rather than dictate mm. rather than direct and mm. you know it's very it's very difficult to find people who are that way and it's a whole nother level to find someone who is your partner or your you know your wife to be that way so yeah dope man shout Hell out to yeah. lady play yeah, yeah. yes sir yeah. Yeah.
she probably gonna cuss me out later anyway because I get on her nerves. <laughs> It ain't right. It ain't hey, right if they don't curse you. Goddamn you know right. Goddamn right. You mentioned it, uh, in there. You do a podcast show, right? Yes. Yes. The yes, Glue Guys. Yes, the Glue Guys. Glue Guys program. Yeah. So it is a. Um, it's basically a sports. Co- I, I hate using basically just to describe something, but it's a sports program. It's rooted primarily in Arizona softball. But what we do is we we kind of expand. We we talk about music. We talk about pops, for example. Um, you know, we talk about MMA. A lot of MMA. A lot of sports. It's a lifestyle show. Is what we call it. Nice. Um, and, and so we've been doing that for just about a year and change. Okay. Um, it's been phenomenal because, you know, in, in, in softball, in the softball community, you know, everybody's just kind of doing what they're doing. It's recreational or whatever. But everybody likes to be talked about. Everybody right. likes to hear about yeah, themselves. Yeah. Everybody likes to discuss. Everybody likes the drama, whatever. And so we've tried we've tried to find a good way to, to bridge between the drama, the, the, the attention, the, you know, the different the different things. And it has done nothing but grow throughout, you know, throughout the time that we've been doing it. Um, it's, a li- it's still a little weird for me because a lot of time when I go out to play and people like hey that's that dude from the glue guys i'm like oh oh yeah yeah yep yep and right. I, you know and i kind of have to and i kind of have to get on you know get on it a little bit but um it's been it's been great because a lot of people have been really interested in it um we just recently started um expanding where we stream the show we are there we are there every wednesday at 6 30 p.m mountain standard time um we initially started just doing facebook uh facebook and youtube i should say um, and now we've expanded to Facebook, YouTube. We um, we also do t- we also stream on Twitch, Twitch. Yeah. and then um, we have started to add you know clips and whatnot on Instagram. And so we're starting to expand now that people are starting to know about it. We're getting a lot of people from other states, cities, et cetera. Who are like, yo, hey, we heard about y'all. You know, we heard about what you guys do. Shout out to my man Mark. Um, you know, also because you know Mark, he's he's the He's, I'm basically just the co-host and producer in the show because I'm usually like the straight man in the in the you know in the in the duality. He's the he's the wild crazy one. I'm usually the straight man. But the beauty is of it, we flip it all the time. We we switch roles like all the time. So it's it's actually been great. It's been nice. great. Yeah. It's very great. Uh, do, you, do you guys have guests and stuff like that? We on? do. Um, we do. We try to keep. We try to keep a guest at least once a month. At least yeah. once a month. And usually those guests are a little more tailored towards softball or to- tailored towards you know the tourneys that are happening in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of times we've had like directors from you know from the different sanctions come on. We've had um, we've started kind of expanding into different divisions. So we've had a few people that are a little more prominent in those divisions come on. Um, but yeah, it really just kind of depends, you okay. know, on how it works for you know what we're trying to talk about or what's going on. But yeah, it's been sure. it's been cool. Nice. Well, well during during uh, uh, college football NFL season, I don't know if y'all watch, but oh yeah, it, it, I'm pulling up. You you could do it. College football Ain't season. To Ain't nothing to it. I'm I'm in there. See, look, here's the problem. Here's the problem we often have, right? So I I'm I'm a I'm a quintessential shitter. So my man is a is a is an Eagles fan. So I spend okay. almost the entire NFL season saying anything I possibly can anti Eagles. Okay. <laughs> right? So um, one of one of our sticks is in in fact that part. Like I I, I I'm a Cardinals fan, right? And as okay. as disgusting as that sounds, as difficult as that is to be, um, it, it it pretty much knocks anyone's clowns off the table immediately, right? Because I start clowning on my own team, right? So. Boom, we're out here now. So everything is open. So you're to your point about college football, we absolutely talk about college football. Okay. So we're definitely we can definitely get you to pull up on it. I would love it. to. Yeah, there's nothing to it. To. Yeah. Was there anything we, we missed? Anything we were 
We need to cover. I don't think so. I think I talk too much. Um, uh, but no, it's, no, this is it's awesome. It. <laughs> we love it. That's what the podcast is all about. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, I understand. No, it's you know, it's it's been great. It makes me feel different. Um, it's hard to hear words like legend and all that shit because you know I'm like, nah, I'm just a bum ass motherfucker that raps, right? Um, but it's it's well appreciated. I don't want to be di- I don't want to be ungracious. So you know, that's not what I intend when I say that. For sure. Um, but it's so it's it's crazy hearing you know even like you said like I remember. That that period of time and you know a lot of the time we forget about what we do mm-hmm. i know i know i know laws reception gets on my ass about this a little bit in his own way um he gets on me about it because i'm a person that when i finish doing something i move on mm-hmm. i don't hold it i don't look i did this i don't i just move along right. and one thing that he always kind of reminds me and i appreciate him for reminding me is sometimes you have to accept what you've done and mm. and and live in it for a little bit um sure. and so these are these are some of those times where i don't have a choice i don't have a chance to be like yeah so anyway um yeah, yeah moving on you know right, like right. you know what i'm saying so no I, I i appreciate you guys having me nonetheless no, you know what i'm saying it's through, big time man. fun big time fun yeah let them let them know uh where they can find you um literally anywhere um that is a social media outlet it it's going to be it's blaze rock just like you said who is it yeah it's blaze rock um i stream on twitch uh video games i do uh overwatch i do apex legends we're adding a couple of other games i do that monday and wednesday with my man leo croft uh six figure gaming um we do that 4 30 p.m mst mondays and wednesdays come come through you'll hear me talking a lot of shit very much similar to how i'm doing here otherwise i i, I frequent instagram a lot uh, which again is it's blaze rock um you can also find literally all this music that i have ever done on practically every digital outlet anywhere across the world um as well as you'll hear me on bp mercenaries um you'll hear me on western block uh cross-platform collective um and yeah, you'll hear my weird voice at all all those different places. Um, but yeah, come follow him. Come come holler at your boy on Instagram. That's the only thing I ever really check. I don't. I'm I'm just so not social media anymore. It's 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 tough, dude. It's tough. It's tough. I had to force myself to just be like, well, I'm posting, man. Yes, I, I mean, like, like legit. I know we wrapping up, dude. I gotta say, that's the one thing for me is like sometimes I'm just like I don't want to do all that shit, uh, bro. Work. I just want to like, dude. I just want to here. I drop this song. Here, listen to this. Or right. hey, this is this funny video with a cat, and I happen to be rapping in the back or something like that. Right, like, right, I don't, right. Or or like I don't want like I will. I I know if I look at my posts right now i think i posted last week or this week and i don't think i posted for like another month prior to that okay. and i just don't want to like, right, right, right. but i love interacting with folks and i'm i mean I'm, i don't want to sound like i'm a cocky motherfucker because i'm not no, i'm really just no, chill no, like no, i'm man, like man. i'm just yeah. not comfortable with yeah, all that extra I shit it. bro i like no, just I yeah it. i just like i like doing the music i like i like streaming because if nothing else even when i'm not really all that sociable um, it's a blast because you're sitting there playing, you're doing something you're doing and people relate to it and they, you know, they can relate to your failures. They can relate to your successes. Um, and you're just kind of open there for that respect. And it, it, it very much for me is, you know, therapeutic, almost like, like music in a way where yeah. this is what it is. You can like it or you don't. And I hope you like it and I hope you fuck with it. And if you do, I love you for it. So, Dope. well, you know, we're going to sprinkle everything down, down below. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then that way y'all can Slide right in. Yes, sir. 
go follow my man Blaze Rock. Yes, you know sir. Appreciate you coming through, man. Absolutely. This was Thank you again blast, for having man. me. For Thank real. You. For real. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. Doors wide open. Come back. Appreciate it. Want. Appreciate it. I know we'll probably have to pull you back in. Though. Yeah, we have to do it again. though. yeah, we have to. We we'll definitely sure. have to do it again. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Anyway, so you guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is the Gray Space. Peace. Peace.